Hey, what's up, family? Good morning. Happy Tuesday to you. Just had a thought on my mind and I wanted to share. Okay, I got to call as soon as I say, let's talk. <laughs> so, just had a thought in my mind. I wanted to talk about it real quick. Let's talk about the insecurities we have with sharing information. Um, it was just something on my mind as I think about the next level of my uh, unfolding of my bank, my brand and my business and my, my personal brand. So many of us have an insecurity with sharing information. And the reason why I believe is because prior to now, we come from a world where, you know, we didn't have the kind of leverage that we have with being able to share on this scale and being able to monetize more of what we know. And we could also, probably the main thing, we couldn't just immediately become a teacher by just doing this right here where I have something that I know that other people don't know and I just immediately take the time to share and can have an audience on demand. We didn't have that before. So I was having a conversation the other day and the last few conversations I've had about this, <clears throat> it's come up in the conversations, different aspects of how that looked. So in one conversation, we were talking about guitar players and how they used to cover their um, the neck of their guitar so that you couldn't see what chords. Or they would, or they would wear things on their hands to cover their hands so you couldn't see, you know. And, you know, in, in other conversations, it was just about the question kind of came up, like, why would I share? If I'm, if I'm really, really good at this and I have a really unique approach to this, then why would I share it? The, the thing to do would be to coddle it and hide it so that way nobody else. And, and we were talking about doing music, like a, a producer I was talking to, one of my good friends. And um, just thinking about how many people think about that kind of conversation, like, why would I share it? And unfortunately, my homie was open to to sharing and realizing how it would work more in your favor, because that's the point that I'm getting to. The truth of the matter is, the only reason why we had to do that before was because options were limited, opportunities were limited, and you did have to like coddle. <laughs> hello to my one listener. <laughs> you did have to say hello if you're there. Hi, good morning to you, whomever you are. <laughs> if you can drop a line so I can. But, you know, we didn't have as many opportunities um, we didn't have the leverage that we have with this device that we're holding right now. And um, many people did have to conceal their answers and hide their teachings and keep it where they were the only ones that were able to be as good because they were the only ones that knew the secret. But now what I'm encouraging, as I continue to encourage myself, I'm encouraging everybody to let that go and to see it a completely, completely different way. I mean, completely different way. And that way is what? That way is share as much as possible your information. I put up a post on Facebook, as, as I'm always doing. I hope you all are really appreciating the quotes. Um, it's something that I've decided to let completely unleash. And that's why I'm putting up so many quotes, because it's really one of my favorite things to do. And I was doing it a while back on my personal page. Um, but now I value it even more than ever, and I realize <clears throat> how value it is, valuable it is to other people. But I put up a quote that I um, can't remember line for line, but it 
something to the extent of teach everything you know. Um, and then I got to one point in that where I was saying, the only reason why you wouldn't do that is if you're insecure. Hey, Cosmo, thanks for hanging out, man. I'm sorry, I don't know if you're a guy or a gal. I can't, because you never know, and I can't see your picture. Um, happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you. So, with that, you know, we, uh, those insecurities, a lot of times is what keeps us from sharing. But I want to push us the other direction because the truth of the matter is you gain more out of sharing your wisdom and your information and teaching other people how to do it than you do keeping it for yourself. <clears throat> you gain way more by sharing. In fact, for many people, their reason for not sharing is because they wanted to be at the top of something. They wanted to be at the top of that game or that profession or that field. And the reality of it is, if you want to be at the top of any field, the best thing you can do is share everything, everything you know. <laughs> that, if you're trying to be at the top of a field, the very best thing that you can do is share every single thing that you know. Here's the first thing, and this is to help everybody with, without insecurities. And it's the honest truth. Here's the first reason why especially if you're a person that's really about your business and you go forward, you make moves, 99% of the people that you share the information with that it will be useful to aren't going to do it. They aren't going to follow through. They aren't going to be disciplined and stick to it. That's just statistics. That's just what it is. <clears throat> I could teach everybody, every single you know, chord on the piano that I know and every style and everything about my style and nobody's still gonna sit down and continue to perfect that style in the way that I am. And the fact, when they do sit down, they're gonna actually, because they have a different um, perspective on life, they have a different experiences that they're drawing from and everything. In fact, it'll be the, the exact opposite, which is actually a beautiful thing. They'll actually uh, go off into a different direction because they have a different take on it. So it's not gonna sound like me. It's not gonna look like my product. It's not gonna say, have the same impact as my product. And here's another insecurity knockoff, <laughs> way to knock off insecurity. We live in a huge world, so none of it matters. No matter how much music I teach another person, they can't play for every single gig. Like I'll still have gigs. <laughs> I'll still, you know, no matter how many people I teach my production style, like I'm still gonna produce songs that they don't produce because we're just different people living different lives. So, you know, with that being said, and good morning to everybody, especially my replay members. Hello, replay people. That's for the future right there. <laughs> um, nobody, no two people have the same experience, you know? No two people have the same experience, so because no two people have the same experience <clears throat> and the greatest now here's here's the here's the icing on the cake right here here's the icing on the knock the knocking off insecurity cake <laughs> the truth of the matter is that the people that rise to the top the people that are supported by the masses when it comes to this kind of thing are the people 
that not only do what they do well, but they raise up everybody else along the way too and help their dreams come true in relationship to that same subject. Nobody overshadows that person, especially because everybody's not a teacher and everybody's not, everybody struggles with insecurity. So everybody's not interested in actually helping people in the way that they could, right? So that means that even if they do, you know, demonstrate a particular skill or execute something in a particular way, it, <laughs> it means that you'll still be the one that's known for not just executing that, but also sharing information. I was telling somebody yesterday, my good friend Alice, we had a great consultation yesterday as I work as a creative brand strategist for her brand. Um, and so we were talking yesterday, you know, and I was just explaining to her my take on this, that like these insecurities come from the old industry. These insecurities come from not having the leverage to do the kind of career that I'm doing right now. Like my career is talking to you right now, literally. And this is something I would do anyway. Like all I care about are things to help other people. And all I like to do is share, you know, and teach as many people what I know. But I know you know, that's my philosophy there. So, you know, we live in an environment now where we don't have to really worry about middle, middle men and middle women in a lot of ways that we had to before. Now you can have an idea in your head or a business or a side business and really create it into a part-time or full-time living. You can you can really live your dreams. You know, I just stopped off at my kid's school in order to drop off a book bag. And I was thinking about it, you know, when I went in there, I was like, what, if, what would it be like if I worked here? You know, and I immediately, because I've had the, the privilege of being a full-time, uh, you know, self-employed full-time for 16 years. It's, it was really great then. Hey, Doc. I want to say hello to everybody here. Cosmo, I appreciate you. Hey, Doc. Thanks for hanging out. Stay humble, brother. You're a blessing. I really, really appreciate you for that, man. It means a lot. And I don't have a choice, bro. Because my humility is just, I mean, it's, it's, so I got a funny joke. <laughs> and I forgot how it goes, but it has to do with two monks. And they're both trying to be the most humble. And um, they're both like bowing down in prayer and doing all that kind of stuff. But they're competing, you know, in this humility, which is the punchline, you know. And one says like, they're doing this like, this self-deprecating kind of like, I am nothing, I am, I am, you know. And they keep trying to compete to be like less than nothing. Like somebody's like, I'm nothing, somebody's like, um, you know, the next one is like, I'm less than nothing. The other tries to top that. And then eventually they're like, look, look at who's talking about their, you know, nothing. Like, <laughs> so they're basically in their arrogance. They were trying to be the most humble and they realized they'd be the most arrogant. Anyway, want, want, corny joke, <laughs> as is of my brand. But, you know. We lived in a world, we came from an industry, we came from a lifestyle where we didn't have this kind of leverage. You know, I was thinking about being there in the school and I was like, wow, it was it was really special then at 21 to be able to go full time with what I wanted to do. Now, as I sit here at 36 going on 37 
And the, the world has changed so much to where now, like, social media and the internet is so much more part of my business. And I have way more leverage now. I can create more content. The content is more meaningful. This is where people are. Like, it's to the point now where if I had to give up eight hours just to just to do a job, like, it would be a travesty. And I'm speaking that for somebody else who feels the same way. And I'm also speaking that, well, somebody else who feels the same way who is self-employed. And I'm also speaking for somebody who is not self-employed and feels that way. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you and I want to show you how. I want to teach you what I know we can do. Um, I do a lot, you know, as far as this medium, just sharing. And then also I do consultations on all that kind of stuff and whatever questions you have. Like, I just literally want to help everybody to achieve their dreams. And so I know a lot of people's dreams aren't wrapped up in their nine to five. <clears throat> I just started teaching my 11 year old daughter the other day, the difference between the people that people that the difference between like, okay, you fall into two categories, mainly when it comes to work life, you either fall into the category where you, I think it was maybe three categories. You fall into the category where let's go for <laughs> you, you, you work for someone else and you love what you do. You work for someone else. And you don't love what you do, right? You work for yourself, and you don't love what you do. You work for yourself, and you do love what you do. Um, and I also broke it down in other ways, too. Like I was saying, there's some people that work what we call, you know, a dead-end job, where for them, they just have to pay the bills. That's just what it's all about. But it doesn't make them happy at all. And then there's some people. That was the main distinction I was making, that there's some people that are happy with that. But for the ones that aren't happy, though, usually it's because they honestly have skills or they have a certain kind of perspective on things or they have a certain kind of hobby that really is their passion. It's just that, unfortunately, they haven't been able to make it their career. So I want to encourage, encourage like as many people as I can that you can turn your dreams into your career and you should work like to the bone to do it because you know with today's time i mean it is important like we're in this thing especially if you live in corporate america you know we're in this grid we're in this matrix we're in this this thing you know this this corporate system where more people spend their time working and at work working for someone else and doing something that doesn't really enhance or has of any interest to their life, minus just making money to live, then there are, you know, people who do what they do and love, you know, what they do. And, but we live in a time now where we have more leverage. So you can get to the point of doing what you want to do full time. I just want to high five you and say that you can. And I'm going to do my best as your friend to show you as much of that as possible where I can in the form of what I specialize in, which is creative brand strategist, taking um, the ability that we have of creating videos and, and, and creating like a, a brand where people, where we can get people's, um, where we have the ability to, everybody has the ability to get someone else's attention because we're all on social media. Some of us just do more creative and more productive and constructive things with it than others. And so you can use it for whatever you want, but I want to help people who are trying to use it to really get ahead as far as their dreams and their passion. You can do it. 
I was a guy who in 2007 decided to start a backing track business. And just because of the fact that I was looking at YouTube. So those of you all that don't know that just met me or if you it's been a while, but you just didn't know this part about my life. I have a YouTube channel that has close to 2000 videos on it that I did all myself. And most people don't have that many YouTube videos. And if they do, it's usually not just one person that's doing that. But the thing I realized in 2008, which was, I think, a year and a half after YouTube came out or a year or something like that, maybe 2006, um, I realized that this was the most grand opportunity I could ever imagine. I've been telling everybody as I've been recapping my memories of my early years in music that <laughs> I remember being 17. I remember being a musician and just to do this, what we're doing right now, like just to be talking to someone who halfway cares about what you have to say because of some interest you all have in common. It took you <laughs> doing that and doing like your art. It took you leaving your house, first of all. And then it usually took you like having an event or being a part of an event or like something that was a ticketed event, which means that it was infrequent. And then you had to do what you did and then just hope that people cared after the fact. But you had to, it was a long, a long chain of events that had to happen in order to get to that point. Now I can do just like what I did, which is hit live, have a thought and go live and actually have my friends and fans and followers. And that's like, it's night and day. So it's changed so fast that many of us aren't taking advantage of it in the way that we need to, to help our, to help to forward our legacy or our brand or our message, whatever we're trying to push forward. And then there are those of us that are on it every day and using it, but using it for what I would consider unproductive when it comes to like your actual goal. And I think all of us have a little bit of this in us because we have the world of our, at our fingertips. So you could be on social media. Oh, this this brings up something else that I think about. <laughs> and if you all haven't heard my podcast called Short Story Long, my rants, this is a this would be an episode. This is an episode of Short Story Long that'll be on the podcast, and you can go check out the other ones there too. Um, <laughs> it's so funny though, because you know I think about this all the time. It's like here we are. We have these devices. There was at one point in time where, like I said, to get to where you wanted to get took a long chain of events. Now everybody's using it, but some people are using it for more re beneficial reasons than others. So I'm the only person that I know that has never deactivated their social media account, like due to the, as everybody says, all of the garbage that everybody else is spewing out. I'm the only person, but I realize why though. When I'm on social media, I am minding my own goddamn business. And so many more of us need to just mind our business. You know who you are. Like when you sit up there and you look at the clock and you're like, all right, I was just going to check one thing out. I'm just going to check one thing out. And you look up and it's an hour later and you haven't done anything that's actually productive for your actual life. But you can tell all that you can tell. If I was to sit you down after that and say, hey, give me give me like a news recap. like, <laughs> Nice, John. Nice, 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 bro. Hey, man, thanks so much for hanging out with me, bro. Means a lot. How you doing, bro? How's business going? Good to see everything you're doing, bro. 
go ahead and keep doing what you do. Knock it out, bro. Proud of you, man, with everything that you've done and created, man. Let me know how you've been, bro. So, um, that's good, man, because I, like, I don't know too many people, and I'm quite sure, like yourself, there's some people out, a few other people out there, but the rest of the people that I know, like, are like, uh, like, they're deactivating, and I think it's the most unfortunate thing in the world, because like I said, what it really is, is that more of us need to come on social media and mind our goddamn business. The thing is, when you mind your business, when you really mind your business, you know what it's like, John. When you're doing your thing, man, you're in your production, you're thinking about the vision of your company and you're you're there, you don't have time. You don't have time to meddle in everybody else's business. You don't have time. You don't have time to know what the like the the latest fa you don't have time for it. You really don't have time for it. So the issue is that it's so enticing for many people. But what I want to help everybody out with is discipline. When I'm on social media, I couldn't tell you. Now, I do have a few friends that I go and check out what they're into because it's of my interest, right? But logically, it doesn't line up with bullcrap because that's just not what I'm about. So if you're not a person that's, if you're not about bullcrap, then stop looking at bullcrap stuff. Like, there's no excuse. So what is in front of you? You don't have to click on it and, and, and keep reading it. Nice, bro. You're in D.C. this week. Wow, let me see. Uh, Clarence Ward. If he gives me a call, I might be in the week. So, man, I am um, from D.C. On a, on a relatively, like, smooth day, no traffic. Like, if it's depending on the part of the day. You can get to me in 40, no, 40 minutes. You know, um, it also, of course, depends on what side of D.C. you're on. But, yeah, man, um, yeah, drop me that information, man. Like, the, it might be, it, I might really be in that kind of thing. And that would be, that would be good, man. Let's, let's, let's talk about that, man. I think I would really like to do that. I think that would be something good we can show to both of our audiences, too, bro. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's hit me up on the on the inbox or shoot me your um your 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 uh your your phone number or something like that, man, and let's see what we can do, brother. It'd be fun. Um, yeah, man, but you know, it's just one of those things where I realize more of us need discipline. It's important for us to. <clears throat> but the thing is, the, what I was where I was going with it. If you're not a person that's about bullcrap, social media. My connection dropped. Let me make sure I got that through. Nobody's forcing to sit there and to read some stuff that you're uphauled about. Come on. You know? So that's my new mission, to help people stop deactivating their accounts. Because when you do, what happens is, right now, and John can attest to this, and anybody else that's here that is really, really taking advantage of the underpriced attention that we have um, as, as my... Most uh, one of my favorite entrepreneurs and mentor Gary V talks about the underpriced attention. The fact that when I was 17, I wish I had this ability, John. I wish I had the ability when I was 17. Two things number one, I wish I had the ability to immediately connect with my audience, like with no effort. Number two, I wish I had the ability for this aspect of who I was to work towards my brand. I've been saying this. The truth of the matter is that it was a 
at a certain point in our history, not too long ago, like yesterday, there was no way that your passion, my passion for quotes could work towards my music brand. There was no way that like my, my like traversing through Christianity and having a different perspective on religion and spirituality and being able to teach some things from their perspective. There was no way that like that would be a part of like my overall goal to like spread as much love and as peace and joy to people as possible in like all forms. Like you could talk to some people around you. They could be like, Oh yeah, you know, you're pretty, you're a pretty cool guy. Oh wow. That's really interesting. Oh, you're a pretty cool gal. That was wow. Like cool. But as far as it benefiting your brand, there was no way to do that. So what's happening to us, and the, and the thing that I'm talking about, and I, I'm going to keep talking about it over and over because I need everybody to hear me speak about it three, four, five, six, seven times, is that most of us are operating in an old industry mindset, an old school mindset, an old-fashioned mindset. And here's the thing. I actually don't blame anybody for doing it. Like, this isn't one of those rants where it's like, you need to, what you doing? What you doing? What are you doing? Are you crazy? No, it's not like that. Here's the deal. This con we couldn't have this conversation five to seven years ago. So the in it's the, it's the fact that everything is changing so fast. Communication is getting so expansive. The ability to to bit now here's here's an important one. The ability to not have to use gimmick in your strategy of reaching people is like. Have like even those I don't know if you all heard this I'm gonna speak it again even those of us that have honest businesses good policies and positivity and everything like that 20 years ago we still had to use some gimmick within our strategy even if it was 99.9 cent .9 honesty we had to use we still had to uh, we still had to use that one like hey you know you get there and you're like okay this was clickbait like we had to do that because we didn't have the leverage. We didn't have the leverage that we have now. It's so interesting, the conversations that I've been having, where a lot of it, I know all of it's about mindset now, so that's what I'm telling everybody even as we're talking. But it's amazing how much, how, how clear it is, how much gimmick and how much fakeness was a part of our models before how much it was about authenticity to a certain point. You had to still keep your little white lies. You still had to keep a little bit of fabrication because maybe it wasn't so bad because once the person was pulled in and they were like, oh, okay, I see. You just had to like make a big thing or whatever just to get me here because, you know, it was that you just needed that to get me here. Now I'm here now. I see what it is. And I, we can laugh about it. Now we don't have to do that. So I'm talking to people about the fact that like... <laughs> This is me uh, realizing this in this moment. This is why this is so fun. One version of me doing that is I'm getting ready to start doing videos where these are like little parodies um, explaining and I'm gonna use them, <clears throat> these videos to make real points. If we handle physical conversations in the same way that we handle social media conversations, it would be so freaking rude, it would be ridiculous. We would not only have, like, we wouldn't have to worry about a 5,000 friends limit. 
if if this was if we use these same actions in real life and i'm gonna show you what i mean i'm gonna give you one example and then the rest you can look out for my daily videos where i'm actually um putting up little episodes of them because i think you're gonna like it it's gonna be like part part intellectual but part just pure silly and so <clears throat> if we operated by the same rules and we handle conversations the same way we would not only not have five thousand friends we barely have five Here's an example, and this is one of my favorite. I don't know if anybody else feels like this. Uh, this is exciting saying it because I know somebody is, and then it'll be fun because we can talk about it. I, for a while, I felt like I was the only person that this right here, a thumbs up after like a long dissertation of pouring out your feelings and like really like, yeah, you know, if I give an example like, hey, you know, I really can relate to that experience too. You know, in my life, there was a point in time when I didn't know what I was gonna do, and then things were really tough financially. Then I can't, you know? So like, yeah, like, that's what I wanted to tell you. I'm just amazed, I'm happy. Um, I'm still going through some things, but like, wow. And then after you get that out, in real life, the person's response is, And then maybe after that, like, peace. And I say peace because the end of our conversations are this, and then just it's just blank. We just walk away from the conversations. <laughs> it is the funniest thing in the world to me. And early on, I used to get, and I, and I st it still bothers me, but I don't let it get to me because I know that's not what people are meaning. I mean, it really now has a different kind of communicative uh you know, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Implication. You know, it really means a number of things. Like one, it means actually like, I agree. I, I definitely listen to what you said. So I want you to know that I'm acknowledging it. Like it means, okay. It means a lot of stuff. The problem for me, as you can see, cause I run, I'm a ranter. I'm a conversationalist. The problem for me is that it's not conversation actually. And it really, and if you did that in real life, it would be so awkward. It'd be rude. It'd be all kinds of stuff. So that's one thing that, that I'm going to talk about. And and it's also, I'm a joke about it, but also to encourage some people to have some different kind of conversations. Because the second thing, and this is really on a serious tip, most of us that are trying to further like our message, brand, legacy, or whatever we're trying to get across on social media, we are not doing it with the proper conversational etiquette. We're not doing it, and most of the times we're rude. But it's understandable because the industry changed so fast that at one point, it was amazing that you could literally say, buy my song, and it'd be in front of just 100 people. It's completely rude to go in the midst of a conversation where people are not, where you're not the subject matter, people are not talking about you or anything, and you just go, hi, you can come listen to my music here. Buy this amazing, I got an amazing song I want y'all to buy. Well, that this is all we do. We just say, hey, I'm such and such, and here's my music. Every other place where we do that is rude. It's rude. Like, it's rude. And the reason why I want to help people with these little things as far as changing these, the internet, I love how Gary Vee puts it. You guys will hear me reference him a lot. I'll be bringing you more of his material so you can see why and why I like him. But he says this a lot. The internet 
isn't isn't uh changing us it isn't like making us operate in some way that's like not like different than you know it's just exposing us for actually who we are and how we actually operate that's just the bottom line it's just that it is visible that's all that it is so i'm saying that to say that because that's the case and because things are moving so fast it was acceptable five years ago seven years ago 10 years ago when myspace around was around it was acceptable no matter what your message was or brand or product it was it was it was acceptable to just come in the midst of a page and just throw your stuff out there and spam everybody because everybody was just happy with the fact that wow we can just get attention at the drop of a dime this makes it amazing so it's more welcome but because they, because everything is exposed now on the internet and we live our lives through the internet now, now pe people that we're trying to get that message across to now they feel how inconsiderate and how insensitive it is now people feel that like you actually don't want to have a relationship with them you don't really care about them you don't care about them you just care about what they can do for you you just care about them giving you a like you just care about them sharing what you got so you can have more shares and that could look good to other people so other people can do the same thing and then eventually you can blow up or your message can finally get to the masses and that's rude because <clears throat> Like I told, uh, like I was telling Alice last night, we had a good, we had a good one. We, so I, I, I um, am consult. Oh, I am, I am Alice's consultant for this kind of thing for brand management and that kind of thing. And we, the thing that's so fun about it for me is that it's, it encompasses my philosophy of life. Like we talk about, and and I have a few people that I do this with. If you're interested, holler at a brother. But with, with the people that I work with, you know, we talk about brand and stuff, but I love the fact that we eventually get down to like etiquette, like, and we get down to like human resource type of stuff. Like we get down to etiquette and like respect and like just some basic stuff. And it's really fun because I love showing people how these things are really intrinsically tied in and how if you're trying to get something out or sell something out, the worst thing you can do in these times is, is sell it. Or is to put it out there like, hey, this is what it's about. It's all about me making this sale. Because what's happening now is when you show up in conversations like that of any sort and you just and people aren't paying attention to you, it's not about you, and you jump in the middle, it would be just like like I was telling her, imagine these things are physical. If you and I were talking or a group of people were talk, talking, you know, we're we're I don't know, we're at a museum looking at some art and somebody just comes in and it's about art but they're just like hey i got a new song or hey look at my art everybody would turn around like what the f like really because that's rude so i'm encouraging us to stop doing that i mean people care about you you caring about whatever's going on so offer your two cents about what's going on like show that you actually care and if you don't care actually and all you care is about a sale then you actually just need to stop the whole process like you need to not do this because it makes a bad and it's it's the reason why people deactivate their accounts it's because of the fact that so many people are on social media living fake lives and i know that's a cliche i know that's going to trigger kind of a good dopamine thing for many people that watch this because then we love to talk about haters and fakers and all of that i hate it actually because i because 
I know that even the perpetuation of it and talking about it of it is what keeps it going. But the truth of the matter is, yes, many people are living fake lives. But it's but I, I can't I see why though. And that's why I'm ranting about it. I see why. Because for those of us that are trying to live our life through social media, because it's our personal as well as our hobby and business, we weren't brought up in an industry where you could just be purely authentic and it did for your brand. Even for musicians and artists, we grew up in an industry where at a certain point you kind of realized that if you were really going to have any kind of success, like where you could feel like you could do like what most people do, just have financial security and some other things. As a musician, as an artist, you realize you probably were going to have to cross that line where you let you let go of some of your creative control, you know, where like the trade off was the fact that you had a company that had more money and had the leverage to put you in front of people who would be buyers or consumers. But in exchange, they had to be a part of like the say so of that brand and what it looked like and the creative aspect of it. So many of us are still in that mindset, even though we actually, as you're, you're the proof of it right here with me. I'm a person that is into music, but I'm also into corny humor <laughs> and I'm into dry humor and I'm into like digging deep on, on religion and philosophy and theology. And I'm also heavy into quotes and you know, I'm a black father who takes care of his children. And I hate the fact that I got to say that, like, like that's a freaking rarity, but it is. And that's why I want to be as much of a representation of it as possible positivity. But like, you know, we're, we're made up of different things, right? And so now we have the ability, we don't have to sell ourselves out now. So let's stop selling out. Let's do two main things and then I'm and then I'll, I'm done. Thanks for listening to short story long. The rant continues. <laughs> we don't have to sell out because there's no more middleman. The middleman has been removed from the equation. Now you are in charge of your message, your brand, your content. The only difference between us that are successful with this social media thing and those that aren't are just the just the people that are taking advantage of it versus the people that are say like instead of going live for something like this somebody's just and and don't get me wrong because i don't want to be judgmental again you can use it for whatever you want i'm trying to help the people that are trying to get ahead and aren't doing the most productive stuff with things <laughs> you know so anyway that that's that and i'll give one little final hack for um, a little business hack for people. It's real small, real simple. For everybody out there that's trying to build a business or brand or what have you, one of the biggest things that you can do yesterday, you can do right away, that you have to do right away, is you have to have something that's about um, programming where people know exactly what time and what day to tune in for whatever you got going on. Randomness is great and spontaneity is great but without something that's concrete where people can expect you people have to plan people need to be able to plan their schedules around you especially because you're trying to make it in the midst of a world where social media is oversaturated so you're not the only thing going on everybody's shouting and screaming and competing for attention the thing that still stands out is predictability so 
you quite possibly in your field or at least in your community may be the very first person who actually does a scheduled show that allows people to plan their schedules around every week. So do that and you'll watch like some serious fruits of your consistency because it creates consistency. It gives people the ability to predict it. And so if you really have something to say, just don't come, just don't bullcrap people. That's all, that's all really that I'm saying in addition.